Hey, friends, today's episode is brought to you in part by our friends at International Justice Mission. IJM is a global nonprofit working to end slavery and violence around the world. And Eddie, you work there. I do work there. I was just uh, on with some of my colleagues that are in Southern Asia, which we work there. We're in Latin America and we work really all around the globe and we go into uh, just some of the darkest, hardest stories and moments of pain. And we bring with us the full force of law to provide justice and healing. And it is, uh, I love when you say you work there because it is just such an honor yeah. uh, to get to be a part of it and to see over and over again, people experiencing freedom and hope just springing up where there was only tragedy. So I just, I love IJM and love that we get to uh, talk about them this morning. Yeah. And it's been over 20 years. You guys have heard us talk about them. It's been over 20 years that they've been doing this work. Over 50,000 people have been set free, which is just, (laughs) that's a crazy, it's insane. It's insane. And it's men, women, it's children, and there are thousands more. And y'all, it is, it is what we get to do to partner with IJM as a freedom partner to help them go into these places and partner with the local authorities and find people, set them free, get them healthy and healed. It's just, it's incredible. Um, Freedom partners give monthly and IJM can show up month after month. So if you guys go to IJM.org slash be a hero, that's how you get to be part of the movement for good. Again, that's IJM.org slash be a hero. Good morning, Eddie. We are coming in hot this morning. Yeah. Good morning, Annie. And we in oh, happy Friday. Ooh, I almost happy to say it because we got massive. I mean, the accusational tones on Twitter yesterday. Yeah. That we lie. We do not lie. We lie every all the time. But we tell them we're lying, so it's not a lie. It's just sometimes we don't record on the actual day because of life. Yeah. Like we have a vacation, but today it is Friday, August 28th, 2020, yes. year yes. of our Lord, and we are recording a podcast this morning. That's right. And and proof in the pudding is people said to us yesterday on Twitter, even if you've already recorded, we are still excited to hear. We have it. I promise. Yes. I'm drinking and fresh tea on my Friday. And how would I have been able to say August 28th if it wasn't August 28th? Wow. So, got it. <laughs> I was... <laughs> I was going to pull up uh, I was going to pull up like the headline on CNN and re- be like all right here's the headline from this morning but everything Look. is so Look. bummer. Yeah, please like, don't. Please. Like don't. let's not because I thought yeah. the headline might be but no. Uh so yes, our gold standard is we record on the Tuesday and Friday every right. once in a while. That's right. There is something else happening. Uh but what was funny is when we were doing full quarantine, we recorded every day. Every, every morning. morning never taking a break because nobody ever went anywhere. That's right. Because the rest of our day was break from social people. It was all, that was a bummer. (laughs) You're like, are you free tomorrow? Like, yeah, I think I might be free forever. (laughs) Question mark. You want to just record every day now? (laughs) So Annie, how are you? Tell me what you're doing this weekend. Fill us with knowledge about the very glamorous life of podcaster, author. Tell us what happens this weekend with you. Yes. And I feel like we left people off Friday. Sorry, left people off Tuesday knowing that I was getting a COVID test. We should talk about my COVID test. Did you see the video? You're a terrible friend. Yeah. Did you, was it on Instagram? I videoed the entire thing on Instagram. Eddie, have you had one yet? No. Okay. I need you to know 
that the Q-tip goes so far up your nose. I I need you to imagine a time when you have jumped off a dock or jumped off a diving board or even just flipped over wrong underwater Mm. and you get water up your nose. Oh, Okay, are you with me on that feeling? I, thousand, I need you to. I need you to zoom percent. in. That's a ten-second feeling. I need you to zoom in on oh. that one moment where it feels like, oh my gosh, that moment. Oh no! You. That is what it feels like for five seconds in each each, each nostril. That is, is disgusting. That exact moment of <laughs> there is something in the wrong cavity of my nose, Annie. And it is that it is there for there. That's it. oh man. Uh-huh. So, uh, this I was just watching. What was it? It was a bunch of football. Oh, Hard Knocks on. Um, it's like about oh, football. who's the team? Uh, it's both. It's both of the LA teams. Wow. So they're going back wow, and forth. With wow. The, but all the guys are having to get COVID tested, and I mean, yeah. one of these of these massive men who basically. Will you explain Hard Knocks? Because I interrupted you, shocking no one. Let me be the person oh, I wish I was. Will oh, you explain Hard Knocks before you tell me the story? It's just a behind the scenes of a training camp. Then they follow a team or two each year. So it's just, it's rookies trying to get on the squad. It's seasoned guys trying to continue to play another year. And it's just a look at, and it's just a really inside, honest look at behind the scenes of training camp. Yeah. Uh, Though I have been told by a football player that it is very staged, which kind of bums me out. Well, I mean, that that had to be true for the Atlanta Falcons season because they went with a guy to shop for an apartment. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some version right. of, but man, I loved it. I ate up every episode of that. I don't have HBO, as you know, we've talked about this, but I, I um, how did I get to watch it? I guess I borrowed someone else's yeah. thing because I wanted to watch the Atlanta Falcons, um, hard knocks, but they're well, getting COVID testing. They're all getting COVID tested. And so they're these massive men who are, I mean, just human specimens of just fitness and amazingness. Yeah. And, and, and they're getting COVID tested and every single one of them whines like a, just a huge child, just, uh, oh, just the noises that they're making and they're like sneezing and coughing Uh because they have to get COVID tested every day. Uh, Oh my God. They're getting it every day. And they're getting it every day. And so I totally, I've seen the test. I didn't see. So it was awful. Um, Yeah. It's just. It is very bad. I, I mean, here's what's true. Who cares? Because you're right. getting tested to make sure you don't have a very Correct. contagious disease or virus. Right. But it is, I mean, I, it was a very interesting thing because there was a percent of people on the internet who said to me after I posted it, uh, you shouldn't have done that. You're going to scare people from getting tested. Oh, well, the, okay. The bigger percent of people said, Thank you, because I haven't seen what it looked like yet. And I was wondering how bad it is. And it's I mean, it's not you don't lose an arm. It's just uncomfortable for a full 20 seconds of your life. I mean, my gracious. But I was like, I'm not trying to scare anybody. If if you know anything about my Internet, I am constantly doing things on the Internet to try to go first in hopes that Uh other people will follow. And so I was like, no, I'm showing it so that people will do it and not be terrified. I have no patience for that because if if honesty is scary, then so be it. This is what it is. If you don't want to get COVID tested, stay inside. I've never gotten COVID tested for a reason. I have not had a reason at all. I have not had an event that I needed to do. Yep. I may at some point, but I haven't. And, and I've it been was great because so- the event was last night and it was like, do you know who has COVID here? Nobody. Because right. we all just got tested. <laughs> right. So get a thing jammed up your nose and yeah. like hate it and video it. But I think it was, I'm glad you filmed it 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's good. And I'm gonna, I, think I mean, another out. interesting comment I got, I got a couple of these was now the government has your DNA or something of that nature. Oh, sure. I, A, I had not thought about that. B, I've already done Ancestry, so they probably already have Ooh. it, right? Yeah. I've never thought about that. But also, I have a phone that they know exactly where I am. All the, I mean, there's just no being off the grid a percentage, well, right? Like, it's not like, well, well, now, Annie, now they know you 84%. Yeah. And I will say, it's not like they're going to track and connect my DNA to the thing that no one knows about. They're... Go ahead. Go, track it. <laughs> what are you going to expose? <laughs> yeah. What What are you going to... Like, yeah, what happened? Really? That's, that's the thing is, what's the fear? We need a conspiracy theorist on here with us because what's the fear of them having... I guess they can mutate me. I, well, I can't mutate me unless they put it back in my body. Mutate, and they yeah, clone or, me? Sure, why not? That'd be great. Oh, I enjoy you. I'm sure my clone would enjoy you. <laughs> can you imagine? Hey, on Tuesday, can our clones record <laughs> instead of us? <laughs> Although I'm going to say this, conspiracy theorists, if the clones were recording right now, isn't that exactly what they'd say to throw you off the scent? (laughs) How do we know that Annie and Eddie right now aren't just sipping a chai on the back porch while the clones are in there? That's right. That's right. And one of my clones is I did it. Um, COVID test. My clone is a podcast drone. It's recording, Mm. then it's editing a show, then it's it's all it does. No, get back in the room. You mix and master the new activist right now. Man, there's a show. I will I'm I'm sorry to tell you. Hold on. Do you have COVID? Oh, great question. I do not. Came back negative. Great. So there's a show that you're watching. Yes. Go go. Also, there the other thing I the other conversation I got to have was right before like I got tested on Tuesday. They told me I know by Wednesday. Wednesday at dinner, I still didn't have a result. And I started thinking, what am I going to do when I have to tell the internet it's positive? Like, what am I going to do when I have, and I thought, well, A, what am I embarrassed about? I didn't do anything. I've been as careful as I can be. I've worn a mask everywhere. You can't, it's no one's fault when they catch a disease. Oh, yeah. And so then I went, oh, okay, here's what I am going to do. Whether I'm positive or negative, we're going to have a conversation on Instagram about how we don't shame people for getting positive COVID tests. Because we don't care when people get, we don't shame anybody for getting a positive flu test. All these tests do is give us information, not put value on our lives. Yeah. If someone's got COVID, I mean, I realize I understand where the shame could come from or how like you could make, draw that because it's like, well, the, this person wasn't careful or they didn't wear a mask. But it's like, even if they just made a decision to go to a gigantic event without a mask and where everybody was required to cough on each other, even right. if they just made the worst decision in the world, right? you still don't, you're still not wishing COVID upon them. It's not That's like, right. oh, well, they deserved it. It's still a bummer. That's it's right. Still, and a majority of the people that do get it aren't making those terrible decisions. It was just luck of the draw that they were walking through right. a supermarket and someone was in the wrong direction. And and there's they, no way to track who gave right. it to you. Yeah. I, it, if, if shame and embarrassment is a, a part of this at this point, like we have to stop that. That narrative has to be stopped because. Right. I mean, so many people responded to me when I posted that Eddie about like, we're not going to shame people of saying, of saying my neighbors won't speak to me, my people, my daughter is positive at college and everyone's being unkind to her. I mean, it is shocking. The overwhelming response was this. I know somebody who is being treated unkindly because they tested positive. It's like, okay, we got it. That is, 
That is ridiculous because this is people get tested for the flu all day. And now I'm not blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying all things, but I'm just saying that's another test that people get for to see if they have a sickness. And when they right. get it, we don't all go. Well, well, I mean, I, you also don't have to quarantine when someone gets the flu. And if yeah. and if I had to come back positive, that is a real effect on the six people who work in the office with me. But, but also, if I did get COVID and no one is around me. I'm not feeling shamed. I'm feeling like people don't want to get COVID. That's right. So there, there is a part of it that's like, I need to check my sensitivity at the door. Yes. And if I'm alone in a room for a couple of weeks, it's not because the world's mad at me and they don't want to be around me. It's because right. they also don't want to get a disease right, or virus. And so, okay. Like there's a little bit of it that's like, I, you, no one should be outwardly shamed, but if they do become isolated because of it, well, I think that's just health. Right. Right. That's just wise health. And so there's a little bit of it that's, I, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, it's, hold on. Okay. I just, I just got a text message and this is the first time I have not muted my phone ever. So is I'm it so from sorry. Your clone? Listen, this is what the clone would say, but there is, wouldn't it be great if we were unable, like we had programmed the clones that they can do everything we can do, but they can't say like, wash your hands just so that people know. <laughs> They can't There's say bye, buddies. Thing. They can't say bye, buddies. That's the only like, thing they can't do. <laughs> we had to program a fail safe so that we would know. Uh, so when that we would know. When we're looking at each other and I'm like, no, I'm the real one. And then they're like, no, I'm, I'm the like, real one. Go wash your hands. And she looks back at me and is like, mm-mm. Yeah, there's I'm just like, a little like her hey, like. You're the clone. Her left eye just twitches to the yes, left. Yes. She can't say it. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay, what? the show I was going to tell you about is is a clone and, show. It's a woman who finds out I'm I deeply apologize that I can't remember the title, but it's a woman who finds out that she is one of like six of her. Oh, and, that's the Michael Doug Michael uh what was the movie? Uh Oh, it's a movie too. There's a TV show. Go ahead. I was trying to make a joke and it didn't work. Oh, what and people are yelling right now just trying to What was the Go ahead with your uh, movie Michael joke. Keaton was he kept making copies of himself and each copy got worse and worse. And so there was like six of them. No, go, just go, just go. This, this <laughs> anyway, is... it was just very interesting because what she ends up doing is she ends up finding all, she's trying to find all of her sisters, all of her clones Yes, because they've, you know, they've been mistreated and blah, blah, blah. And it is just fascinating. This one woman playing all these different roles was also fascinating, but, um, but yeah, I, that's the only clone thing I've ever really watched because I thought I was just like, whoa, that's amazing. Multiplicity. Cool story, Annie, when you can't remember Nin the title of the show. Yeah, we really. <laughs> hey, you guys, here's, here's a show you, I can't remember the title of. You tell a story, of. I'm going to Google Google it. You tell a story Well, right the, now. the show that I couldn't remember when I was bringing up my fascinating fact was it was Multiplicity. <gasps> that's so, the name of the movie? Yeah. Old, Did you old Google it while I was talking about the show I didn't know the name of? I my clone my clone googled it. I was sitting here doing the show. I uh, I looked at the clone and and it ran away uh, and it brought me the information. <laughs> I'm really scared. Oh, Orphan Black. That's the name of mine. Oh, Orphan Black. Um, have you been sci-fi? I cannot remember what I watched it on. I feel like I watched it on something like it was pre Netflix. I feel like I watched it on like I don't know AMC or something weirdo like that. I think Bray and I are about to hop in and start watching The West Wing again, which to everyone who has tweeted at me, yes. They've they're, all they're, tweeted at you. And, and I love that. I, and I re, But to every single one, yes, I saw it. I read the article. I see that there is a reunion. They're doing like a, not a full reunion, but they're doing some sort of scripted reunion thing on HBO 
uh, to encourage people to vote. Wait, can I jump in and watch with you and Bree? Can we say quasi-synced and watch? I think so. Now you have to really listen. You TV-wise, I don't want to push you to watch an amount of TV that you may not have. Yeah, had what's your heart an average? How, are y'all going to do two a night? Oh no, I don't think so. I've been trying to pull back a lot. We've been two. I've been. I hit my limit. I think I finally hit my quarantine limit this week. I was like, I cannot do another thing. I've got to just read for a while. I can't. Oh, you can't do another show. Yes, but I think the next one is going to be the West Wing. So yes, well, probably in the next week, I think we'll start it and I'll let you know and we can start syncing up okay. because it's important. And you know, there's an incredible podcast that accompanies it if you really want to dive I, in. No, I don't, but thank you. Okay. Because well, it's an hour show to watch and then it is mm-hmm. an hour uh, podcast. podcast to listen to and yeah, I yeah. cannot give my life to that. Yeah, it is on its own, an incredible podcast. I am. It is the only podcast I've ever bought merch from. I am wearing the shirt right now from that podcast, What's the it West called? Wing Weekly. The West Wing Weekly. Thank you. It is my. I think it. I think it might be my all-time favorite podcast. Is that just so? It's a podcast about a TV show, but I just mm. cannot get enough of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Um, I'm listen, fine we, with gotta, that. we gotta. Uh, ask or, or, ask AE keep talking question that I said I'd answer oh. and I put it on the list and I, I kind of have to, we have to answer it. Okay. Not well, have to. You have to answer it. Apparently. Right. Yeah. I just feel like I got a Kimberly D Weese D E and then capital. D. I always am jealous of people that get a uh, uppercase letter in the middle of their name. I thought the, uh, the L in your name was capitalized at the end. What? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I got you good stuff there, though, which I'm surprisingly proud of. Madam, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> so, Kimberly, she had a counseling question, and I'm a real sucker for counseling questions because I think it's so important, and I know that you're in it with me. If you switch to a new counsel, if you switch to a new counselor or therapist, what prompts you to make that switch? Is there a point when you feel that their perspective isn't helpful anymore? And I was shocked because you said on Twitter, Twitter. I've never switched therapists. No. You've never switched therapists? No. I've only gone oh. to one. Unbelievable. And, in this town. And well, I mean, yeah. I went to one in college for three or four months and then just didn't, but I didn't switch to someone else. And then I moved. And then I started seeing my counselor in 2013 and I've seen her up till yesterday. <laughs> and I'll see her wow. again in another two weeks. And how often generally? Like, uh, would you, a time, how many times a year I'm, would you say? Oh, currently I'm every three weeks ish. Wow. I'm on I'm it's very maintenance mode right now of yeah. where I just kind of bring a couple of, like yesterday I just kind of sat down and was like why do I keep doing this? Mm. And and what does this mean? And cuz I what I walked through with her was like I know I'm I know I'm healthier than I've ever been. I'm continuing to be emotionally healthier. That's part of the deal. I have a long way to go, but I'm mm-hmm. and and sometimes when you continue to get healthy but certain people or certain decisions stick around I I needed us to process whether that meant there was like a broken chip in me or whether whether I'm supposed to look at these situations differently than I have. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, that says a lot about your relationship with your therapist, because typically that is n- that is not the n- I wouldn't say yeah, that's we're not on the our norm. seventh year. We celebrated seven years in G- in G- July. Wow, that's amazing uh, for most folks. I would say switching count. It is easier to think of your counselor as a doctor than as a friend. In that, yeah, of course, my if, my counselor is not my friend. 
Right. But a lot of times that's where this question stems from, because uh -huh. you kind of feel like they're getting so deep emotionally into your world. It's hard to kind of like quit mm -hmm. that person. Mm -hmm. But it is 1000%. And I, and I can speak from a counselor perspective, yeah. a normal thing to have a client not come back and see you. Mm -hmm. I would say it is nice to actually call and cancel an appointment just so that they're not sitting in an empty office because they do get paid by the hour. And so it's nice to free up your hour. Don't just no show. Yeah. But it is very appropriate to switch counselors because sometimes, first of all, it, it just may not be working. And because it is, there is still a relational aspect where maybe their style of counseling isn't working with your style of being helped. And sure. sometimes it's just, it's not a good fit and you know it. Now, sometimes if you are feeling challenged and angry and you're crying at the end of each session, well, it's actually working and the therapy itself is a difficult process. Right. But sometimes you can just tell like, this isn't working. And then sometimes you've sort of hit the end of their bag of tricks. Like, yeah, that's right. Sometimes it is a life, a, your life, there's a switch in your life that goes, well, then I probably need someone else. Right. I kind of, right. I kind of knew, like I was about to go back to a therapist for a very specific thing. And I knew what this therapist was going to say. And I was like, well, that's not actually what I need. Because if I know what they're already going to say, and because I've been with this therapist a long time, then I yeah. need to go to somebody that I don't know what they're going to say. Because yeah. I need the thing in my brain that I don't already know. And that's when I knew it was like, oh, okay, I'm going to find someone else who's great. Yeah. Um, so I would just say there is zero harm in switching counselors unless you are perpetually switching every time the therapy starts to get hard, That's then right. you're just, then you're running from work. So does, does that make sense? Yeah. I, don't That's, know. I, I am a hundred percent with you. If you want to leave your counselor, you need to have a real check-in with yourself about why. Mm -hmm. If the why is because yeah, they're telling you something you don't like. That's not, yeah. I mean, cause I, you and I've maybe talked about this, but probably a year ago, my counselor and I had a real disagreement mm -hmm. and I left and went like, I'm, I'm done seeing her. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's why you leave Annie? Because y'all don't agree about something because she hurt your feelings? Like, right. And so then the next time I said, and so I said to probably three people in my life, I think you were actually one of them. I said to probably three people, like, I think it's time for a new counselor. And everyone said, no, you go one more time and you ask about that conversation and then you decide. And sure enough, I went one more time and I was like, hey, this kind of went sideways to me. And she was like, oh, I I'm sorry that made you feel that way. And let's talk about it. And, and it was totally fine, you know, once we talked totally. about it. Um, and so, yeah, I'm very with you in that of, of check why you want to switch therapists and yes. why you want to switch counselors. And, and, but you know, I have a lot of friends who switch when they get married because their partner and them together want to go to a counselor and then mm -hmm. maybe do individual stuff too. And it doesn't make sense to stay with the person who only knows one part of the relationship. And so, yeah. I mean, I know there's there's all bazillion kind of reasons why you switch. Yeah, and there's, it exactly, it's good. And sometimes those, I've seen people in marriages uh, keep their person that they had when they were single. Right, and, and then, then do they have a, couples a with new else? couples person together. Yeah. I kind of hope that's true for my counselor just because she's walked me through multiple relationships mm -hmm. and... I feel like I'm better at relationship than I've ever been. And so I want yeah. her to stick around when I'm getting married. Right. And, um, but also that's not, that's when things stop being only your decision. It's still your decision, but that's when right. other people have votes. But counseling is weird though, because it does feel like there's an intimacy between you and that person, which there is, 
but also they're always still professional. That's right. Like if, if, if you all are in the grocery store, they're still not coming up to you and being like, hey, that's they're right. still not your friend, which that's is right. a weird. I mean, that's a that's a weird, hard piece of it, because, I mean, you've been with your person. Maybe it's a little different with your person because sometimes it does cross over. But like generally no, we have it. No. Yeah. Well, she says she doesn't go to any of our weddings. I mean, a bunch of our yeah. friends see her. I just about probably 50 percent of the time I know who's coming in after me. Like I when mm-hmm. I see them, I know them. And yes, uh, but but no, I mean, there is. They, even yesterday, she when when I was saying, "Is this chip in me broken?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, I was like, "Because this person says it's broken, and this person says it's broken." And she goes, "Yeah, that's why you have a counselor. That's why you Got pay it. me because I don't have a dog in this fight, and I'm not your family, and I'm not your friends. I right. am I am someone else who's watching from the outside, and I'm telling you this chip isn't broken." I also got to say that's something that a clone would say that a chip is broken. Wash I'm, your hands. Wash your hands. It's oh, God. Me. Okay. It's still me. You're back. It's still me. Yeah. I need that person to be an invisible entity in a little room in the middle of an office right. complex. And it's just such a good reminder. The other thing about a counselor versus even versus someone who disciples you or mentors you yes. is I know when I leave my counselor's office that someone else walks in. She does not mm-hmm. belong to me. She does this for 50, 100, I don't know how many people. In, in our world, you know, in the world. Right. And so that also helps stay balanced because your best friend is really your best friend. Totally. And your parents are your parents. Your counselor right. belongs to everyone. Everyone. And it, 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 right. And for them to serve everyone well, they have to exist like that. That's it right. is, it is really, and it's a nice thing. I like knowing, I mean, it was weird because. I have known a counselor where a couple of people went to, we went to, and I know that our stories intersected yeah. big time, like big time intersected. Yeah. And it's weird. And then you realize, oh, I'm going to talk to them, my counselor about that, because yes. it feels weirder to me. And then you realize like, oh, that's a point of therapy, that yeah. there is something that I don't want that other person to know about me. Mm-hmm. And I don't even trust a person mm-hmm. who is taking an oath to not share and so you, it gets into a trust thing and you're like no i can trust this bird. it's a doctor it's just like a, it is a doctor in many cases yes. but it's a person that is bound and to I've keep all a, that mean, in the room i've dealt with that when i've met a new man and mm-hmm. i'll sit down and go i'm gonna say a name and i'm terrified that three other women have said his name this week oh yikes and so right? what is that what does and, that mean right. that's right <laughs> and so that's the first conversation is what what does that mean if that's true? And why does that make you insecure to say that in front of you? And my counselor would say, why does that make you insecure to say that in front of me? Mm-hmm. What are you afraid of? You know, so before we even get to here's the new guy's name, it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. What what if that's true? What happens next? I mean, it's that thing we talked about. It's the stair steps of anxiety. What happens next? Well, what happens next question- if three other women have mentioned this guy this week? And then I'm like, well, he's a player and I'm not interested. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, but yeah, well, right. Because that's the other question is, why are you bringing up a name that you think three other people could have said in therapy? Like, sure. What is well, no, no, no. It's just way more like, oh, I bet you know his name. I bet someone else has liked him before or dated yeah. him before. And I just met him. I mean, our town is just that small in general, you know? You do live in a small... I mean, people are going to be like, oh, there's this many people in Nashville. But when you start to like chop it up into the friend group that you run in and mm-hmm. those connected friend mm-hmm. groups, it is not that big. That's right. That's right. Everybody I meet in Nashville knows 
hey, do you know this? Oh, yeah. They all. Oh, yeah. And, and somehow they're not even connected. And I don't even know what. Is there in Nashville a central connecting point that's like everybody worked in one of these two places or uh, had something to do? Or is it just we all live in Nashville and that's it? We all live in Nashville. Yeah. That's all it is. There's not like there's not like a real central point. Everyone is a uh, everyone has a spider web of who they know. And mm-hmm. and all those spider webs overlap somehow. Got it. Yes, so, I understand. Yes, I am noticing how much I know people, even I don't know them. Yes. Like, yes. oh, yeah, of course. I know your name. I don't know you. I know your name. So, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. In Orlando, it was there were two churches and one college and not even UCF. It was Full Sail University. Like it's, it's like a oh, technical. Yeah. Like they do Surprising. like recording art stuff. Yeah. But everybody worked or went to one of those things. So yeah. everybody went to Northland or Summit or worked there. Yeah. And it was one degree of separation between everybody and the entire friend circle there. Yeah. Which is, yeah. So. Um, you know what else? You know what you need to talk about today? It is Friday, August 28th. And. <laughs> can you say bye, buddies? I can say. <laughs> Goodbye, Annie. Bye. <laughs> no, we. there's another podcast that we love that's launching today. Annie, I wanted to talk about this. I know. You brought it up first. I stole your thunder. You go. No, 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 no. It's not that kind of thing. I just didn't know if we were going to... I didn't know if the counseling tangent or was I going to buy a knife and we needed to talk about that again. I mean, who knows what's going to happen. Definitely not. Our dear friend, Jesse Carey, is launching his show today. Yes. Finally, the world has needed a Jesse Carey show for a decade plus. And here it is. You know, we both... I can I do not often speak for us, but we both love him very deeply. Oh, this is exactly <laughs> when you can speak for me. How deeply we love Jesse Carey. I people have asked me so many times like what's what's Jesse like in real life? I'm like he's exactly like he is anywhere else you try. <laughs> That's right. That's 100% right. The first time I met him, I've told this many times. We were at some fanciest restaurant and it was some party thing and we were at a buffet. And literally, we had been podcasting together for a year. We had never met in person. And so I've never broken through. I've only ever podcasted with him. Yeah. And literally, the first thing he says to me is like, dude, did you see this YouTube video that came out today? And he pulls his phone out. And I'm like, oh, I see. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, this is what he does. Mm -hmm. He's really into Mm -hmm. YouTube videos right now. Mm -hmm. But in truth, he is an extremely deep. He was when this when our show launched yes you should tell this story this is one oh of the gosh. most extraordinary I will, stories if i get quiet it means i'm gonna cry so you then pick oh, it up yeah and then i will actually sweet. cry because i don't mind crying on the internet so <laughs> funny i definitely do <laughs> time to talk to my counselor um <laughs> or get a new one <laughs> so uh right that's exactly right uh so we stopped the quarantine show and basically just moved it over into uh annie and keep talking and the day it launched it was very successful successful and continues to be like we both are like whoa look at this uh but the phone call the first phone call that we both got from anybody was jesse calling and just gushing and had listened to the show had been following it all day i mean could not have been more genuinely thrilled and we just i mean he was the things he said to you were very sweet. And he and I, I mean, I, I cried. I, I was about to say, house. I was on the phone for 14 seconds before. I mean, I could, I'm teary saying this to you now. I was on the, and, oh, and for our friends listening, those of us, there are people who know that we all used to be on the same thing. And, and you yeah. know, 
there's a lot of history here. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, uh, and so for Jesse to call who has remained a dear friend to us, oh, yeah. each of us individually, this whole way through of this. And for, so, I mean, I just was ball. I was, bawling. Oh, I was oh. absolutely bawling. And he just kept saying the nicest, truest, oh, yeah. he wasn't shooting sunshine at my butt no, at no. all. He was just saying the nicest, truest things. And, just, he said yeah. things very specifically to me about my ability on the show and what I brought to the show that was like hard to hear. It was very humbling, but it was just it was just like he actually really cared. And yeah, and yeah. it was beautiful. And it was those things that I hold on to. And I was like, there we go. Plus, I just respect him so much as a podcaster, just mm-hmm. as an artist. Oh, in that my space, gosh. Yes. That for him to affirm it. All that being said. Launching his own show today. And do you know what the show the show is called List It with Jesse Carey. I'm linking it in my oh Insta my story so you guys can go and swipe up and subscribe. <laughs> it is the funniest concept. I've already recorded an episode with him. It's the funniest concept where literally he's like, let's talk about a list you want to make of pop culture, of faith, of whatever. Let's talk about a list you want to make. And then we'll just talk about our list. And this it, is it's He's gonna... designed the perfect show for him to host because he has an ability to talk about with complete passion, like legitimate deep down passion and conviction, the most mundane random stuff on mm-hmm, earth. Mm-hmm. And I am telling you this show because I was texting with him I'm like, what are the lists about? He's like, oh, about anything. Right. What what, list about whatever. I'm like, oh, literally, it's just let's find let's organize crazy a little bit and then we will just talk about it. Right. Which I love, and it's going to be so fun and so funny. Yes, it's. I mean, well, Jesse's just so funny. Oh, I mean, and I, brilliant. I, I'm kind of t- so. Okay, I'm going to tell you what our episode was because I okay. think I don't know when it comes out, but I'll just tell you. I'm not going to tell you anything except the idea of it. Okay. 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 We get on the phone, and Jesse's like, "What do you want to list?" And I was like, "Let's list the best Food Network uh, personalities." Yeah. And yeah. Jesse says, "I've never watched Food Network," and I was like what which shocks me me too him and dana his wife who we both love him and dana i would have totally put that in their wheelhouse no and he goes shocking okay so we can't do that let's do hgtv personalities and i said jesse i've never watched hgtv which Which, also shocking shocking. right so we gave each other the assignment of watching one episode of four different shows. So he gave me four HGTV shows and I had to rank them worst be- worst to best. And I gave him four Food Network shows and personalities and he had to rank them. And I'm I'm telling you, I was screaming laughing twice during that show. I Once uh, we recorded, I could not have been more tickled. Oh, he is. He, I cannot wait to hear that. There is nobody who can press a f- comedy button oh. tailored for the person that he's joking with. Not a like person. That yeah, that's right. Not a person. I mean, he, 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 has he, dem- he has demolished me yeah. oh, so yes. many times. Yes. So, I mean, he can't even. <laughs> that's exactly right, Eddie. That's exactly right. Uh, he just demolished me. He yeah. leaves no prisoner. He just murders you with comedy, literally. It is just and, the funniest. And then is extremely smart and extremely yeah. tender and loving. And so f- some people are listening to this going like, who is this person? This is a person, Jesse Gary, you got to listen to his podcast. We yeah. will both blow up our social media with it today yes. and make sure that it I'm is. I'm posting it literally as we're talking. 
It's yes. it is now on my Insta story. So I am present with you while we're talking. Yeah. I, am well, <laughs> I can this multitask. time with my friend. Um, uh, Edward, we've really done it today. Went around the horn and back again. I feel like we have accomplished all the things and we really recorded on Friday and we are not our clones. Aren't we? Aren't we though? Are we? Annie, I enjoyed doing this show with you. It was a privilege getting to hang out with you and friends today. I I hope you have a nice weekend. Thank you. Same to you. Let's talk about our weekends on Tuesday. I mean, (laughs) whenever we record, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. We'll hear about it on Tuesday. I hate everything. (laughs) All right, friends, go wash your hands. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Tuesday. I can't can't say it. Eddie. I can't. (laughs) 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 Bye, buddies. (laughs) That whole thing was a setup for that joke. All right. That was great.